and you may not like it, but you will learn to what? Love, Love it! it! <laughs> Dudes and dudettes, this is episode one, two, I don't even know. 129. Episode 129 of The Anxious Truth. Welcome back. Wait a minute. It's not 129. It's 127. Sorry, folks. Episode 127. All right, let's get back to it. Welcome back to the show. And I'm laughing because that little clip right there is from an old radio show I used to love to listen to. Uh, Two guys by the name of Ron Bennington and Fez Watley. So if there are any old Ron and Fez fans out there, give me a shout out. And that was Fez doing his old nature boy Ric Flair impression. And he used to do the, you might not like it, but you will learn to love it, which is an old Ric Flair thing from the old wrestling days. And it is germane to today's topic, which is the fact that accepting your anxiety and surrendering to it, doing all the things that we talk about here on the podcast, does not mean that you have to like your anxiety or the symptoms or the thoughts that come with it. That seems to be causing a tremendous amount of confusion with a lot of people. They think that if they accept it, they are embracing it and loving it. Like they're required to actually love their anxiety or love their panic or like it or welcome it for the rest of their life and just accept that it's going to be with them forever. That's not true. So this misconception is really causing, I think, a lot of confusion, a lot of consternation, a lot of distress, uh, especially people who are dealing with intrusive thoughts. They think that if they accept those thoughts that they somehow like them or that the thoughts become true. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do theanxioustruth.com slash recovery guide. That's my book. You've heard me talk about it in every episode. Go check it out. It's a lot of pages on how to recover from an anxiety disorder, and I think it's a good book. It seems to be helping quite a few people, so check it out. And if you've already read it and you love it or liked it or you're using it, then maybe write me a review on Amazon. I would appreciate it. Okay, that was short. That was really short. I'm proud of myself. So here's the deal. You've heard me talk into this microphone for quite a few years now if you've been following along. And you, if you're following on social media, if you're reading the books, you see me write about things like surrender and acceptance all the time, right? We have to surrender to anxiety. We have to surrender to panic. We have to accept them. Claire Weeks talked about accepting and floating. And what I'm discovering is that there's a fair number of people who are hearing this, especially when they are in the throes of it, when they are really gripped by this, these disorders and they're afraid all the time and they're experiencing these things all the time. There's a fair number of people who are misinterpreting that. And they are, and I think on, a, on an emotional level, They're hearing words like accept, especially the word acceptance. They hear accept and they think it means I have to like it or love it. And they look at acceptance the same way that they might accept like a friend with flaws or a child with flaws. And we all have flaws, right? So we accept our friends. We accept our family members. We love people even though they have flaws. We accept those flaws. But that's not what we're talking about here. That's not it. So accepting your anxiety, your panic, all the symptoms and thoughts that come with it, or surrendering to it does not mean that you have to decide to like it. You will not like your anxiety. You will not like your panic. You will not like fear and irrational fear. You will not like disturbing, scary, intrusive, obsessive thoughts. You will not like those things. That's okay. You do not have to like them. And nobody's asking you to like them. So acceptance does not mean that you have to like your anxiety. It doesn't mean that at all. What acceptance really means, or I like to use the word surrender, is that you just have to stop fighting the fact that it is there. Right? You have to stop fighting the fact that it is there. You can hate it. You don't have to like it. 
You can be afraid of it. In fact, you will. The fact, the reason why you have this disorder is that you have learned to be afraid of it, afraid of those feelings, afraid of those thoughts, those sen sensations, those symptoms, the panic, the thoughts. So you will hate it. You will not like it. You will be afraid of it. You will be made uncomfortable by it. It will introduce, you know, vulnerability and uncertainty into your life. Those are not positive things. Nobody wants those things. So nobody is asking you to accept them the way that you might accept a child that, you know, eh, maybe gets in trouble at school a lot, but you still love them because it's your child. It's not that at all. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the acknowledgement that it exists. It exists. Your anxiety, your anxiety disorder, the anxiety, the panic, the gad, the social anxiety, the health anxiety, the OCD, it exists. And all the wishing it away and resisting it and trying to find ways to, to beat out the fire, you know, put a hose on it to put the fire out, escape from your symptoms, mask them, run away from it, hope that it doesn't happen again. All of that stuff has not worked if you are listening to me right now. And so it's time to accept that it exists and that you have to think of maybe a new way to approach this. So acceptance does not mean welcoming it with open arms. And I've seen people literally think that that's the case. Like, how am I supposed to like this? How am I supposed to learn to accept this? Well, do you really have a choice? It's there. It's already there. So no matter what you've been doing, it's still there. So you don't have any choice. You're kind of forced to accept it in your life. You really are. You've been forced to accept that it exists because it is there. No matter what you have tried, it is still there up to this point. So you're already accepting it to a certain extent. But it doesn't mean you're going to love it or like it at all. So it's really important, I think, and, and this confuses so many people because they're, they're trying to find a way to make a real negative emotion or what we would generally classify as a negative. And I, we can get into the philosophy of good versus bad emotions, but we'll do that some other day. But, you know, we can simplify it in saying, well, these are really usually classified as negative things or unwanted things. We don't want to be afraid and uncertain and feel vulnerable. You know, we don't, we don't want any of that stuff. We don't want to feel out of control. I get that pretty safe in saying that those are generally viewed as negative things. That's okay. So nobody is telling you that you have to embrace this horrible, like negative, you know, crippling lifestyle crushing thing that you have been, you know, carrying around with you for all this time and trying to get away from. You don't have to accept it like, okay, I just accept that it's here. I have to learn to love it to get better. I'm never saying that. I'm never saying that. So I played the silly clip in the beginning. You might not like it, but you will learn to love it. No, you're never going to learn to love it. What you will learn to love is the process of recovery. So I think when you when you change your mindset here and you start to do things a little bit differently, and you and part of that is dropping the, the conception here or the misconception that, you know, acceptance and surrender means you're going to embrace your anxiety, your panic, the symptoms forever. Like, oh, I'm just going to have to learn to love these things. No, you don't. You don't. But you just have to accept that they are there and that everything that you've been doing up to this point has not really helped that situation. It's not stopped it. It's not driven it away. So it's already there. You know, you might, you might as well learn to experience it more productively because you don't have a choice. You're experiencing it anyway, whether that's every day, multiple times a day, a few times a week, all the time. In the case of GAD, you are already experiencing these things. So why not like actually change course a little bit, point in a different direction and learn to start experiencing them differently by stopping the fight. That's the acceptance. The acceptance is stop the fight. Stop the fight. And in some ways, it is stop the wishing and hoping that it will go away. I'm not saying to give up hope because re the recovery process I talk about is absolutely brimming with hope. 
it is, it's, it's overflowing with hope. You need like hip boots to keep from getting wet. There's so much hope in the room when we talk about this stuff. So there's a lot of hope. I'm not saying give up hope. That's it. Give up. This is the rest of your life. It's going to be horrible. Nobody's saying that, but you have to stop using hoping and wishing as your sole strategy, right? So you acceptance means acknowledging that these things are already here. No matter what you have done, they are here. And since you must experience them anyway against your will, it's probably time to think of a more productive way to experience them so that we can learn to not be afraid of them so that ultimately they will go away. Because really the problem is not so much that they're there, the anxiety, the panic, the sensations, the symptoms, the thoughts that come with it. You know, I mean, it's, it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants them to be there, of course. But the biggest issue is that you are terrified of them. That's really the biggest issue. There's a ton of people walking around anxious right this minute. I don't care what day at what hour of the 24-hour cycle you are listening to my voice right now. There are literally millions of human beings walking around anxious right this second. Most of them just aren't afraid of that. They don't like it, but they're not afraid of it. So this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about when we talk about acceptance and surrender. We're not talking about like embracing it as if you have to learn to love it like an old friend that's returned after a, an absence. You know, it's not the prodigal son coming back here that you have to like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, anxiety. That's not it at all. It is okay to dislike it. In fact, you're going to dislike it. I hated mine. You can hate it. You can do all of those things. It's okay. You do not have to like it. But you do have to learn to be accepting of the process that I'm talking about here. So in many ways, this is not really an emotional thing. And I know that's sometimes a knock on the way I talk about this. Because I'm, in many ways, I'm trying to take the emotion out of it as, as much as I can. We can't. We're emotional beings. We are. So I understand that. I do. But sometimes it helps to say, oh, wait a minute here. I don't have to experience the emotion of liking something the way you might like, you know, your favorite sports team or a friend or a pet or your favorite old comfortable pair of shoes or whatever it is. You don't have to like your anxiety, your anxiety disorder or the things that come along with it at any level. There's no liking to be had. You do not have to agree with it. You don't have to accept it as part of your life forever. You don't have to welcome it in. You just do have to stop fighting because it is there. So stop fighting the fact that it is there and let's start addressing it a little bit more productively. Really by changing the way we experience it. That's what we're talking about here. I want to address for a second the how this applies specifically uh, to people who are dealing with OCD, uh, especially, you know, pure O, thought-based OCD. Or if you're, you're in the grips of, you know, irrational, obsessive thoughts, repetitive thoughts, sticky thoughts that are kind of plaguing you right now. Especially if those thoughts are, you know, thoughts that we would call ego dystonic, which means they are exactly the opposite of the person who you are. You may be having harm or self-harm thoughts. You may be having thoughts of a sexual nature. You may be having thoughts about, you know, things that you do not want to do. What if I suddenly decide that I'm homosexual or straight? What if I suddenly decide this? What if I can't control myself and I have this impulse to do this thing that I really don't want to do? I'm terrified to do. Those are scary things. Those are really scary things. So those type of intrusive and obsessive thoughts are particularly difficult to apply the concept of surrender and acceptance to because many people who are dealing with those types of thoughts really take it to heart. So for instance, and I don't really have a problem talking about this stuff candidly because it's real, it's out there. And you know, by saying it out loud, somebody's going to be helped by this. 
But I'm telling you right now that if you are somebody who, you know, who has loved children their whole life, has children, always been around children, maybe you work with children, and you're being plagued with the obsessive thought that maybe you will be a danger to children in some way, which is a thing, and it's more common than you think. And if you don't have that thought, if that's not an issue for you, you may be aghast when I say that, but trust me, many people are plagued by this thought. It does not mean they are going to act on them. But as an example, if that is a thought that is dogging you right now, it's following you around, that it really has you in a rut and in a bad place right now, when somebody tells you you have to accept and surrender to that, it sounds like, oh my God, I have to accept becoming a pedophile or something, you know, a, a, a violent person or something like that. Of course not. That's not what it means. But I do understand that if you are in the grips of irrational, obsessive thoughts, you know, fearful thoughts, OCD, that sort of thing, and somebody tells you you have to surrender and accept, that sounds even scarier. It's scary enough for somebody who's dealing with I'm afraid of my heartbeat or I'm afraid that I can't breathe or, or I don't like being dizzy or I might be violently ill to my stomach or can't leave the house. That, it's hard enough for somebody to accept those things. But I do want to acknowledge that if your problem is irrational, obsessive, intrusive, sticky thoughts, especially if they are really, you know, the extra disturbing category like that, you know, harm thoughts, sexual thoughts, criminal thoughts, blasphemous thoughts, those sort of things, then somebody telling you that you have to accept those and surrender to them as part of overcoming the problem would probably seem twice as scary because it sounds like you have to accept what the thoughts represent. You do not. You only have to accept the fact that you are having those thoughts. You don't have to accept the, what the content of the thoughts are. So accepting your irrational, intrusive, obsessive, sticky thoughts does not mean that you are resigned to those thoughts coming true or that you are accepting that those thoughts will somehow come true or become impulses that you can't control. That's not the way this works. That won't happen. But I do understand where that can get very confusing if that is the situation you're in. So let me be perfectly clear. When you're a therapist or somebody like me or somebody in your favorite anxiety support group tells you, you know, you just have to let those thoughts come and let them go. Are you working on your ERP? You know, are you working on becoming non-reactive to them? Are you worried, working on not, not having inner dialogue with them? Are you accepting them, surrendering to them, surrendering to, them for, to a certain extent? Nobody is telling you that you have to accept that you may actually hurt somebody. That is, that's not what we're saying at all. That's not what that means. We just, you just have to accept the fact that you are thinking and that those are thoughts that you would rather not be thinking right now. That's all you have to accept. You don't have to accept the content of the thought as somehow being predictive or true. It's not. So I do understand why that could be incredibly disturbing to people who are in that situation. So I don't have a ton more to say on this. This truly will be a shorter episode. I usually go 25 or 30 minutes, but, uh, I don't really have a whole lot more to say on this other than if you are laboring under the assumption that you are doing it wrong because you cannot learn to accept slash like the situation that you are in or, or you think that it's you, why even bother trying because there's no way I'm ever going to accept this because you think accept and like or accept and embrace are the same words. Take a minute, step back, take a breath and understand what I'm saying here. That's not true. Accept just means and surrender just means stop trying to make it untrue. Like you are dealing with anxiety, with panic, with the symptoms, the thoughts, the sensations. You are dealing 
with some form of anxiety disorder, quite likely, if you're listening to me. And all the wishing that it wasn't there and all the fighting it and resisting it hasn't changed anything. So all we are talking about is that you must accept the situation for what it is so that you can start to act a little bit more constructively and productively to get yourself out of the situation. That's all acceptance and surrender is, I promise. It doesn't mean you have to like your anxiety. And anybody who's sitting in my Facebook group can see those posts almost on a daily or weekly basis. People who are well down the road to recovery or will even call themselves recovery might pop back in and say, oh man, I'm having a really anxious week. I hate this. Like, and these are people who have gone way down the road. They've solved the problem. You know, and every once in a while it'll pop up and guess what? They hate it. They hate it still. I mean, look, if I experience, you know, a wave of anxiety or even panic, which I might a couple of times a year, even for me, I don't like it. It's not like, oh, yay, panic. I love this. <laughs> Never say that. I still cannot like it. I didn't like it then. I, I still don't like it now. The difference is I don't, I don't care about it now. I'm like a bit ambliv- amb- I'm ambivalent. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to leave the blah, blah, blah right in there. Um, the difference is I'm just ambivalent about it now. I don't care. I don't care. So interestingly, when I say it that way, imagine that acceptance actually leads to not caring, having no opinion, right? I mean, it's, I could still not like it, but yet I, it, it does not occupy very much of my brain power because I simply don't care if it comes, even though I don't like it. I don't, you know, we don't like it when it rains. We'd rather it be sunny out, but we don't, you know, hate and be crippled when it rains for three or four days in a row. Hope that it doesn't rain. I mean, you might hope it doesn't rain on your wedding day or you have a family picnic or something like that. But, you know, in general, we don't like when we, like, jam our toe against the dining room table. We hate that. But we don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. If it happens, it sucks, and you move on. So, in a way, when you master the art of accepting the situation, accepting the anxiety, accepting the thoughts, the sensations, accepting panic even, when you master the art of accepting that, surrendering to it, changing the way you relate to it, learning a new way so you can unlearn the fear. When you do that, believe it or not, you don't wind up in a place where you're loving it and embracing it. It's not like in a big emotional thing. In fact, you become much less, you become much less emotional about those things. So there's a bit of a paradox there. You might think that accepting has some sort of emotional connotation of becoming attached to it. But in reality, if you accept correctly the way I'm talking about, you will become much less emotionally attached. So how's that for like a little bit of a mind-blowing moment? I never thought about that until just right now when I said it, when I thought about it myself. So there you go. That's the deal. That's the misconception around acceptance and surrender and the fact that it does not mean that you have to learn to like or even love the situation that you're in or the sensations or the thoughts or any of those things. So I'm going to wrap it up at about 20 minutes. I'm going to play some outro music. That's Ben Drake doing Afterglow. For those of you who have asked, here he is. You can find Ben at facebook.com slash Ben Drake Music. He was nice enough to uh, let me use this song. Thanks, Ben. Um, if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes or somewhere that you can rate or review it, I will ask you to rate and review it. Maybe take a few minutes if you haven't done that. I do this to help people, and when you leave a rating and a review, it helps more people find it. So I would appreciate that. That's it. you got questions and comments, you know where to find me. TheAnxiousTruth.com slash links will get you to all my social media and the Facebook group. If you're not in it, feel free to join. Thanks for coming by, and I will see you guys next week. Yeah, you're on your way. It's in the afterglow. 
out the songs we know It's in these feelings that you never show